Good evening, and welcome to A Journey Through Into Awareness. As always, we're so happy that you're joining us. And we hope that the show this evening, which is always our heart, will bring you a place that you can, after the show, spend time with, reflect on, meditate upon, to have an addition to your life and well-being. So as always, we have wonderful, wonderful guests, and we're so grateful that they say yes to coming on our show. And during our show this evening, if we could just keep our minds and hearts open and, and after prayer to the people in Haiti and Afghanistan and the suffering that's going on there. So tonight we have Cynthia James, a transformational coach, spiritual director, and so much more. And by the way, um, the three of us are actual coaches. You know, I'm Dr. George Andale. Um, I'm a psychoanalyst and spiritual director. And Judy is a life coach and breathwork expert. And Cynthia will be introduced to all of her blessings that she brings in a moment. But if there are any questions you have with, for any of us, please feel free. You can write them down and send them over on Facebook and we can get them. Uh, while the show is live, and maybe help you answer anything you might have on your heart. So, um, I'm one of your hosts. My better part is Judy Miller. <laughs> Hi, Judy. Hey, George Jan. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> it's always great to be here. And yes, we do have a fantastic guest. So, I'm so excited to have Reverend Cynthia James join us tonight on Journey Through to Awareness. As Cynthia knows well, the past does not define us. She is a transformational specialist guiding people as they make changes for lasting healing in their lives. Cynthia's life was transformed as she transcended a childhood of violence and abuse. And that experience created the foundation for all of her programs. Once a working Hollywood actress, Cynthia excels as a speaker, a coach, a singer, and multiple award-winning author. Cynthia has coached and supported thousands of people into vibrant living, including taking her workshops worldwide and to women in prison. And I actually met Cynthia not so long ago when she actually interviewed me for her podcast, Women Awakening, and it was such an honor to be on her show. And as we mentioned, she is the author of four books, the one that I'm holding up and Georgianne is holding up for our listeners who are just listening via audio is I Choose Me. <laughs> yes, me. I choose me. not you. Me. And there's so much wisdom in this book, and I know she'll be sharing a lot of it with us. So, welcome, Cynthia, to Journey to Awareness. Well, Judy, thank you so much, and Georgianne, I'm so happy to be here with both of you. <laughs> thank you. So, Cynthia, the name of your TEDx talk is "The Past Does Not Define You." Can you share with our audience a little bit about your upbringing and what you had to overcome? Yeah, I would be happy to do that. So, you know, I come from five generations of women who were traumatized and abused. My great great grandmother was brought as a slave to this country, put on a plantation, and was actually raped by the plantation owner and became pre pregnant with my great grandmother. And um, of course, hated her. And so, you know, there's a whole thing about historical trauma and how it's encoded in our DNA. And so it just got passed down generation after generation. And uh, in my TED talk, I talk about the kitchen wisdom where my grandmother would be in the kitchen with us cooking and would be telling us, keep your head down, don't make trouble, I mean, all the things. But it was all about struggle and survival. And there was a part of me that kept saying, you know, what if, what if that's not my life? It made no sense that I was saying it because everybody around me was saying something opposite. But my mother believed in education, even though we were on welfare and, you know, moved a lot. She believed in education and she kept saying to me, you can make a different life, a better life, become educated. And so it became a focus for me. And, and a part of me being educated was my being able to use my gifts as a singer and a writer and a debater and all of those kinds of things help me just move through school and become more visible. Wow, how powerful. So yes. Cynthia, one of the things that you talked about was epigenetics, the science of epigenetics and how we could actually inherit traumas from our ancestors. So when that happens, how do we rewrite our stories? Well, first of all, you have to become aware 
of your behaviors, your thought patterns, your mindset. You, you know, I mean, I was very clear that I was repeating my familial patterns, crazy relationships with addicted people. My father was an alcoholic. My stepfather was a pedophile and a wife beater. And I, and I, and I was watching, you know, even though I'm saying as a kid, oh, I'm not going to have that life. I was recreating it. Yes. So I think the first yes. thing is to become aware. That's right. And that's why the name, I'm sorry, Cynthia. That's mm-hmm. why the name of our show is a journey through into awareness. Yes. Because the first step is always awareness. And I'm I'm curious, how did you know that there was something different? I asked that because it was similar to me in my childhood and Judy also, that although there was this going on over here, you know, we sort of had a sense of and maybe some of you can relate to this, had a sense that there is a, another way to live than what we are experiencing, viewing, uh, and perceiving, uh, because there always is. And, uh, you know, as a psychoanalyst, this is what I do, is I journey with people to help them get to that other side. So how did you know? How did you have a, that sense? Where do you think it came from? Well, I think there was some levels here. One is I come from a highly intuitive prophetic dreamer family. So I think there were visions and dreams and things. I mean, I always saw myself on stages. I saw always saw myself traveling. And you know, you know, here we are in welfare and like horrible little apartments. So so that imagination didn't quite make sense. But I think that um, opening to a vision allows the universe to kind of sync up with you. I also believe I was completely guided. I, I believe that there were angels, gods, whatever you choose to call them, that were ushering me through different things and helping me do things that, that would take me out of the situation of my familial pattern. Absolutely, yes. And, you know, even in scripture, uh, the angel Gabriel came to the Mary and said, this is what's going to go on for you. So it's no different now. We have the guidance. We just have to open up and believe that to really recognize that it's going on. Right, Judy? Absolutely. And, you know, it just it's it's a wonderful coincidence because, Cynthia, I believe one of your recent um, videos on Facebook was about opening, opening to receive and to be able to hear that guidance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, because I think the thing is you can set an intention or you can have a desire but if you don't open, the universe can't give it to you. <laughs> if you don't open and ask, it can't, it, you know, it can't come Absolutely. in. And so I think it's like getting ready to to receive the outpouring of this universe that's conspiring for you. And Cynthia, just a, just a follow-up question to that, because, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. And so many of us find it very difficult to hear those subtle whispers, the guidance from our angels, our guides, our higher self. Um, how do we quiet the mind so we can hear that guidance? Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions? Well, the first thing I want to say is that still small voice really is still and small. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't you can't have it with you know fifty thousand distractions going on around you. But for me, you know, meditation was one of the greatest gifts of my life. And and once I learned that it wasn't about quieting, shutting down my mind, that it was really about allowing the mind to still itself. And I could do that through breath and you do breath work. You know, I I could do that through breath. I could do that through yoga. I could do that through different things, through music, you know, and it it was really incredible because I'm a pretty hyper individual, got a lot of energy. It's great. Meditation for me allowed me to just become still and start to hear things that weren't my normal patterns. And so I would journal things and I would start to notice, oh, I'm being given messages here. Great. It's great. And I've noticed that, you know, when my ego is talking, it's usually not very loving. And when my higher self or those angels and guides are talking, like you said, it's a, it's usually very quiet and it's usually very subtle, but it's also very loving. It comes yeah, from yeah. a place of love. Yeah. It's not critical. Right. right. It's not critical. Yes, that's huge. Yeah, that's great. So I kind of interrupted you or added to the, the the conversation, but I was really moved by, and this is why, um, this is why you're so great at what you do because you struggled and suffered a lot and you moved through it. 
I think it's really important for our audience to hear that because I know there's people that are here with us tuning in that really have struggled and suffered in their childhood and you used it well. You really used it well. And I'm sure you did a lot of work on yourself to move through that pain. Yeah. You know, it's really every book I've ever written it, the, 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 the unwritten text is if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, because, you know, really, um, it it wasn't easy, you know. I cried a lot. I I sure. went through a lot of a lot of therapy, a lot, lot of Good. stuff. Smart. But the thing is, it's like it's like I always felt like there was a light at the end of the tunnel. That I didn't believe we were put here to suffer, and so if we weren't put here to suffer, then what were we put here to do? So I became curious, mm-hmm. and we'd love to hear your perspective. So. What is our purpose here and why are we here? Well, first of all, to love. But the second of all, second thing is like, we all have a purpose, but it's not something you find. It's something that's encoded within you. It's something that you come here with. And I believe our job is to open and reveal it because it's going to show up by the way, different times at different times in your life. Yes. But, but you, you know, if you look back at your life, I mean, when I look back at mine, I was always a teacher. I was always serving people. I I was always um, honoring um, people with, with my, with my gifts and inviting them to do the same. Yes. Yeah. And would you say that um, how we can recognize those gifts would be um, what makes our heart sing inside of oh, us. Totally. Yeah. What are you passionate about? What lights you up? What ignites you? Yes. And that's how we know that that's our God-given gifts that we're called to use in this life because it'll make us so joyful. Yes. It makes our life so happy. And I love what you said in your book that you actually have never had only one job in your life. You mm-hmm. know, you had one job to pay the bills and then you had another job that just lit you on fire. Uh-huh. I was a parallelpreneur. And what I felt was that the job that was paying my bills a lot of time was investing in my true passion and, yes. and that, that and that eventually that investment would pay off so that I could do what I love and be resourced all the time. Yes. And now everything you do makes your heart sing and you're able to uh, make a, a living doing it. That's wonderful. Yes. yes. That's great. <laughs> So we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Cynthia James and all of the wonderful, beautiful things that we're going to share with you tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. We're here tonight, Judy and myself, with Cynthia James. So, yeah, go ahead. Judy. No, go ahead, Georgian. No, I really would like you to go. <laughs> I was, uh, Cynthia was talking uh, prior to the break about passions and the importance of following our passions. And one of the things closely related to that is creativity. And for me, we are a creative life force. And when we don't express our creativity, it gets stifled and it could actually get stuck in our bodies as pain and sickness. And I know one of the things that is so important to you, Cynthia, is your creative expression. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I love that you said that we were creative forces because, you know, I believe that the universe is a creative field and we're manifestations of that field. So we've come here to create. And and so the thing is, it's like for, for me personally, it was like I began to notice that if I wasn't doing something creative, it, it felt like a part of me was dying. And so once I got, I don't have to figure out how it's going to pay me or how I'm going to make money at it. You know, what, mm-hmm. what feeds my soul? You know, yeah. I, I would sing, you know, if nobody, you know, ever wanted to pay me. Uh, you know, I would write, I would dance, you know, because it feeds my soul. And what I believe is when you step into those creative fields that feed your soul, then the universe starts to bring in energetics and experiences that that can take you to another level. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. I don't think any of us here are doing what we do, certainly for the money. You know, the dollars come out of the creative energy and our love for it. And it's interesting. Um, George Ann and I were talking not too long ago. You know, my background is I'm a CPA, I'm a finance director. So usually there's not a lot of opportunities to be creative, but we could be creative in the small things in life about the way we dress, the way we present information, the way that we communicate with people. Um, so it doesn't have to be painting or dancing or singing. It could be That's just right. the little acts of life that we, where we can be creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yes. Gardening. Our view on life can be creative. Just how we view, how we exchange with people, the smile we have. We are creating every moment that we live. and. That's really it. And, you know, one of the things that I know that I I, I work with my patients a lot is we should not be comparing ourselves with anyone. You know, the way in which, um, you know, I answer the call or or uh, Reverend Cynthia or, or Judy answers the call is individual and unique to them because God reaches each of us uniquely based on who we are. I think the context that I've been hearing over and over again throughout the shows, and maybe you also, is that it's really about being open to receive mm-hmm. whatever it is that's coming in uniquely to you. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. Yeah. And the thing is, is I, I guess this is something that I learned. It's like, in order to do that, you have to declutter your life. <laughs> you <laughs> have to you have to get rid of all that stuff that you're holding on to, you know, that you're hiding in the closet because you don't want people to know in the drawers or whatever. And you have to, you know, you you can make your living space, no matter what size it is, feel beautiful and nurturing and open. And then the universe goes, oh, oh, and starts to and starts to bring things in that match it. And yeah. so for me, it's like it's like. Create the space around you that reflects who you come here to be. Mm. And Cynthia, you know, it's interesting. Why is it so hard for people to let go? To let go of relationships, jobs, things that they know that no longer serves them. Mm. You know, I tell my clients, um, fear immobilizes your ability to be awake. And so the fear of losing someone even though it's someone who treats you badly, there's that thing back there that says, well, I may never find something again. I may never find love again. I may never find another job again. But but what I learned the hard way <laughs> is, is that when you are doing things and pushing the envelope, pushing the river, you are depleting your energy and it is having an impact on your physiology, 
For me, it was adrenals, you know, for other people's, it, 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 it's diabetes, for other people, you know, it's mental and emotional things. It's like when you keep holding on to things that do not serve you, you know, you have to do that with an enormous amount of energy. And sometimes it takes that kind of energy, though, to work through the unconscious repeats that we bring to a relationship and choose the partner that we do. I love that part that you wrote in the book about relationship, you know, and I think that, you know, all of us might agree that we hear people say, you know, I'm going to leave this relationship and I'm going to find the one for me. I'm going to find my soulmate. Right. And, you know, you're just going to meet that part of yourself again. <laughs> oh yeah. I, what I did was I looked at all my relationships and I went, Oh, Holy moly. Yeah. I'm a common denominator. <laughs> right. That's right. I love that part of the book. That was great. We carry ourselves wherever we go, right? Yes, we bring it right along. And I also loved what you said, Cynthia, about fear. You know, somebody, I, I used to have this irrational fear of the dark growing up for most of my life. And somebody told me that there's nothing in the darkness but what I put there. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with fear. There's nothing in the future to be afraid of except what I put there or what we put there. Yes. You know, I want to tell you, I um, because of my my childhood and the, the trauma and the, the rape and all that other stuff, the dark, you know, being just not the dark, but being alone was a big deal. And I was coming out of a movie theater and my husband had parked his car one place and I had parked mine another. And I started to walk down the street and I was like, All of a sudden, I was like terrified, but nothing had happened. I was just terrified. And I heard this little voice say, you live in a safe universe. And I was like, I live in a safe universe. So I started doing that mantra inside. And this person who I can't even remember who it was today that I knew came up and started talking to me, said, oh, I'll walk with you. And so the person is talking, but I'm doing the mantra. I am so totally not connecting to them. And we get to the parking structure and I go, I'm in here. And they go, oh, I am too. And I said, oh, okay. And I walk up the stairs and they go, oh, I'm up here too. Their car was parked next to mine. Oh, wow. And in that moment, I was like, the universe was saying, I've got you. Yeah. You. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's it's really amazing to you and really, really to all of us. Certainly the three of us here, because we've been on similar journeys, that um, based on what we've lived with, and not really having the trust within the family, it really is a godsend and a miracle that we can now really believe, believe that God has got us, that the universe yes. has really got us. Yes. And yes. for those, and, and there's a big journey to reach there. And we can pray to God for that because, you know, we can hear that from people and then think that, well, well, I can't do that. I can't. No, it, we, you can. And that's what Cynthia's book is about. You can, and you remind yourself of that and maybe go into treatment and stay in prayer and meditate. You can, we all can. We're all chosen to be born is to be chosen. And and Cynthia, you know, you were talking about that inherited trauma. Um, I've always had this unexplainable terror and fear because my, my mother was attacked as a child also. So through epigenetics, I inherited that irrational fear And as I looked back on my life, I realized that most of my life was lived from a state of fear. But when we let go of that fear, all that actually remains is love. That's exactly right. Well, and here's the thing, too. It's like that's where the work comes in. That's where people need the two of you. (laughs) That's where people, you know, because because you really um, you need someone to hold up the reflection to remind you that that you get to choose your destiny you get to be the captain of your ship you get to create the life that you want and and where you came from is 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 a is a roadmap that can be shifted and create a new one and so i i'm so grateful for the people the healers and the teachers that have been with me who held me when i couldn't get up <laughs> who lifted me up who reminded me who i was i i i really feel like that's why we're all here, that we're to, to realize love, bring love, share love, and teach others to do the same. 
Yeah, beautiful. Well, God bless all those that have the beautiful opportunity to work with you, uh, mm -hmm. Cynthia. Really, you're just a, a real a beautiful treasure. Yeah. Thank you. So, Cynthia, I know that you have the five T's to successful living um, as part of your coaching program. Would you like to share that with our listeners as well? Sure. Um, you know, uh, well, you know, I, I know we're going to take a break soon, but but what I want to say, and I'll, I'll talk about it after, but, but what I want to say here is like steps help you get to healing. Steps help you get to awakening. Steps help you uh, open your heart and, and, you know, oh, there's another step oh, because small steps create huge wins. And so that's, that's what the five T's are about. And I'm, I'm definitely going to share that when we come back. I just didn't want to start and then we fall yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And you know, it, it, it's interesting because many times I know some of the people I work with, they see it as rungs on a ladder up. Yes. And I try to help them look at it, that it's really a spiral up and you can spiral up and you can spiral down sometimes, but you always spiral up higher than when you come down. Yes. Because of the self-judgment that we all have. Right. It's unbelievable that what we take in as children. OK, we'll be right back with with Cynthia James. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we're here with Cynthia James and my buddy. Judy Miller. Do you feel uninformed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. We're back with Cynthia James, author of many books, but this book, I Choose Me, and she's going to give us some more excerpts from her book. Thank you, Please, Cynthia. Before Cynthia does, I just wanted to comment on something that you said, Georgian, about that spiral. And I, I use the same metaphor about the spiral that oftentimes the same situations come around, but as we evolve and as we learn and as we grow, we just take a different perspective on the same situations that might be reoccurring in our life. Yes, I love that. Yes. So, Cynthia, we're so excited to hear the five <laughs> T's of successful living. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, um, 
this came from the fact that I really needed um, kind of my own roadmap. Like, you know, it, how, how am I going to move from the next place? So, so the five T's, the, the first one is trust that, that you, you step into a place where you first and foremost learn to trust yourself that you have everything you need within you. And if you can, if you can learn to trust that and that you have, you can lean into the divine, then you will be guided in every single moment. And so there's no rescuer outside of you that's necessary or even possible. You get to save yourself. You get to lift yourself, right? And one of the ways you do that is by deepening your spiritual practice and, and opening to anchoring things that feed you, right? Because here's the thing. You can trust that you're an original imprint. There's nobody else like you anywhere on this planet. I love that. So then the second one then is transitions. You know, if we don't know about transitions after the last year and a half, you know, <laughs> we've been asleep, right? So, so yes. So the transitions, everything is changing always, you know. Um, the, but the thing is, is like what you have to understand is that the project, the process of of transition is just moving from one state to another, one condition to another. That, you know, a transition can look like a birth, a death, a marriage, a divorce, buying a home, a lot of different things. But you get to choose in every single moment what's best for you. And so you get to honor this this transition as a um, an opportunity for your growth and expansion. So number three is, I call it truth telling, and that's the act of courage to reveal your authenticity, your profound truth, even when it scares you, even when it scares other people to bring your voice, your authentic voice. And that's not so easy for people. You know, a lot of my clients are women and they talk a lot about the fact that bringing their voice is very difficult. But I believe that when you're willing to tell the truth, you're willing to stand in the fire, right? You're willing to stand in the fire and and even face those people that you know may not like what you have to say because your truth may not be theirs, right? So I ask people, why are you afraid to tell the truth? And have you thought about the fact that when you are in a position where people are withholding the truth from you, how does it feel? People trust you when they know you will tell the truth. And you will stand in who you are. Amen. So number four, then I call it, I call it training, right? It's like up-level your skills. If you want to be a writer, you know, work on writing. If you want to be a singer, take a class. If you, you know, when I did my TED talk, I hired a coach because I was like, I've been speaking a long time, but I wanted to make sure it was like, I felt like it was a slam dunk. So up-level your skills, you know, don't be stuck in thinking you've arrived because there is no arrival. You lean into your creativity and then you you continue to ask for the best of you to come forward and you get that through skills. And then number five is tenacity. You know, persistence creates boldness and determination. And once you set an intention, you have to follow it up with commitment and perseverance, tenacity. So the more you practice, the better you get successful people don't believe in failure. They know that they can fall down. They know they can hit a wall. They can know that something doesn't work, but they also know that they cannot fail because they are following that passion, that thing that lights us up. So success takes, you know, many one steps at a time. And so if you've got a dream, if you've got something that's a burning desire within you, there is a delivery system. Just stay focused and stay on the path. Mm. I love that. <laughs> right? I love that. Don't we all love that? That's so great. That's so great. And it's great because it's truth. You feel it in your center in your heart because it's truth. Yeah. Thank and you, know, Cynthia. And it's so important to learn and to grow, as you mentioned, Cynthia. But one of the things that I really resonate with your work is that we're already born worthy. There's actually, we're not broken. And one of the things that you teach is that there's nothing to fix. Yeah, you know. Um, That's right. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing wrong. 
Yeah. Do you remember that movie Goodwill Hunting when Robin Williams told Matt Damon that that, yes. that there wasn't anything wrong with him? You know, it's I I thought that was so profound. It's like, I, how could God be love? How could that energy breathe its life into you as something broken? That makes no sense to me. Well, you know, I mean, we 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 are born into dysfunction. <laughs> That's where I think people feel broken by what went on for them up in their upbringing. They were made to feel broken. You know, more important than what a child lives through is how they were made to feel in the center of what they lived through. Right. Right. And that's what makes a person grow up to feel broken. And right. you know what I'm hearing you talk about, which I know I think we're all in agreement with because it's true, is that in order for us to do everything that that you're talking about is that we have to face where we are inauthentic, where we built up this false self. You know what went on, the messages we received, the way we feel about ourselves. That's where the pain is, is that we have to look at that and face it so that we die to it it sheds and then there's a new canvas this transformation this transfiguration right we die to the cross we die to our full self and we take on the likeness we transform there can't be any transformation if we're still like you're talking about holding on to the full self holding on so tight to that which we don't want to look at or face there's no growth Right. And I think that 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 you you do that in tandem with moving towards the vision that 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 is pulling you. You know, I think I think they run in tandem because I think I think the fact that I I knew what I wanted to do and how I didn't know how to get there, but I knew what I wanted to do. And I had, you know, a couple of therapists that were like. Okay, let's just move this out of the way. Let's just move that out of the way. Let's just move that out of the way so you can get to this. Mm-hmm. And as you're going towards this, it's being moved out of the way. That's right. Exactly. Yes. I remember when I was studying with the nuns, I remember Sister Barbara came to me because I was going through a place of, of, of being stuck. And she said to me very, very sincerely and very calmly, God's deepest desire for you is your deepest desire. Follow that flame. And I'll never forget it. That laid on me. It was many years ago, but that laid on me like, yes. That's all I knew. It was like somebody put a flame under my butt. And there's been a flame burning there anyway. So, <laughs> Cynthia, I think we all have this in common. I, we, uh, I think we all sort of idle at like, you know, 600 RPMs, you know, lots of God-given energy. <laughs> Let's and go. I, and I, I love the saying where um, we're, we're actually God's hands. Yes. 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 And yes. yes. mind, eyes, art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit use, it, we're the conduits to which spirit reveals itself. And so for me, that's like a big honor. That's like a tremendous gift. That 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 we get to be on this planet at this time as a vessel of love and light. I just think that that is such a gift. Mm. And since we're talking about different quotes, the other quote that I love, and again, I apologize, I don't remember where I've heard these, but uh, our ceiling is God's floor. Say it again. Our our ceiling is God's floor. Oh, beautiful! I love that. I've never heard that before. Mm. So, Cynthia, um, as Georgianne mentioned, one of the things that I do is energy work. I'm an energy coach, uh, energy codes coach. And um, one of the things that I love that you say in your book as well is that the body is actually the key. Yes. Yeah. So we live in a culture that is really good at teaching us how to use the mind. <laughs> but, but the body Everything that's ever happened to us is encoded in it along with the, with the historical life thing. And so when you start to understand that and understand that the body has a language and you can learn that language, healing can happen in such a rapid fashion. Mm-hmm. I love that. You had mentioned before with the, your adrenals. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, because I'm, I'm a naturopath, 
I was thinking, I wonder what went on for her. You had adrenal stress? Oh, my body was just basically shutting me down. And I was just pushing through it. The ever-ready bunny in me was going, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And my body was going, you better sit down. You better yeah. sit down. And so finally, my husband said, you have got to go find out why you're so tired. And the doctor said, you see this number here? And I'm like, yeah. He said, uh, you're headed towards Addison's disease. I was like, what does that mean? He said, adrenal failure. I go, wow. well, what do we do about that? And he said, quit your job. He said, it's killing you. I was like, I can't quit my job. He said, well, then we better find some way to shift this around because you are pushing your body past its limits. Well, thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm still here, yay. <laughs> Cynthia, one of the things also is you say movement is medicine. And I yeah. believe that recently you lost quite a bit of weight. Yeah, um, about a little over 30 pounds. The women in my family were all left the planet, planet overweight, ill, depressed, and with some form of disease. And um, at one point, I, I looked at myself and I was like, oh, my gosh, I have become the women in my family. <laughs> and um, and I was like, I've got to do something about it. So when the adrenal thing happened, I mean, I think it was really a, a gift because I had to take a three month sabbatical to like get myself back together. And so I, I looked at how I ate stress. I, I looked at how I would push my body. You know, when you push your body to a certain level, then, then you do things where it doesn't function to support you. So I, I went to the gym, I hired a trainer. I worked out three times a week with that trainer and then I would walk and do other stuff. I cleaned out everything. My husband and I cleaned out all our cabinets. And, um, and I changed my diet yep. because I said, if I don't do this now, I I can't be the in, the vessel to, to do the things I've come here to do. Beautiful. Wonderful. Wow. All these great, great things we're hearing tonight. Oh, my goodness. I sound so corny, don't I? I'm just feeling I'm my corny. heart. <laughs> what can I say? I'm, I am corny. I'm funny. We'll be right back <laughs> to a journey through into awareness with Cynthia James. Thank you for joining us tonight. <laughs> Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
Welcome back to A Journey Through Into Awareness. I think it's a great segue, uh, Cynthia, if you don't mind, um, to talk about your radical self-care. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, that whole sabbatical time was really a time where I had to really look at radical self-care. You know, um, one of the reasons I wrote the book, I Choose Me, was that that women have been enculturated. We were still property. <laughs> Thank you for holding the book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were enculturated. We were still property till the early 1900s. And our we were told our job was to take care of others first, take care of the family, take care of the children, you know. And so it became a part of our whole thing, even as things changed in, in culture and the way in which we were showing up, it still put others first, take care of others first. And the thing about it is it's like, I believe that a lie was told. It was told that 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 we make everything better by taking care of everyone first. But I believe we make everything better by taking care of us first. We raise frequency, the energy level, the ability to shine and to share our gifts. And so radical self-care is what do I need to feel vital? What do I need to feel healthy? What do I need to feel strong and awake and clear and expansive? Because when I'm fully operational there, I get to bring it everywhere. Absolutely. And, you know, so much when people do not give themselves this care, I think that, you know, you hit it on the head that we were brought up to think that we need to care for everyone. And certainly, you know, for me, it was me caring for my mother and holding her emotions. But so many times we forget that um, what we're doing is just leaving ourselves out of the equation. We can still yes. take care of others and be there for them, but put ourselves in the equation as well. Yes. Somehow we were all taught to that we don't count on some level, that we should, you know, it's not about bringing ourselves in. I don't get yeah. that. Right. And, I, and I think it's so important when we love ourselves more and take care of ourselves more, we actually have more to give to others. Yes. 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 Well, and just think if everybody was operating from that place, what would be going on? You know, I mean, we could we couldn't have stopped and the more vibrant and the more vital the collective is, the 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 stronger we become and our immune systems and every aspect of becomes. And so I think taking care of yourself first is the greatest gift you can give anyone anywhere. Absolutely. And Georgianne, you know, we're always having so much fun. The time just disappears. It's amazing. So, so Cynthia, Cynthia, we are starting to come to the close of the show. But one of the things that I absolutely love and find so powerful is your weekly Monday community prayer circle. So for our audience, can you share how people can get in touch with you, get your book, work with you, what your community prayer circle is all about and your podcast as well? Oh, absolutely. So the community prayer circle is every Monday, Monday at 830 Mountain, and it's on, on, on my Facebook, um, Cynthia James Transforms page. And uh, everybody comes in from all over and uh, I, I talk a little bit and then I play music and we pray, we put in our prayers, we come back all week and pray for each other. I mean, it's just really such a gift um, for me to be with everybody that way. Um, also, I have a podcast called Women Awakening. You know, we're on iTunes and iHeart and Spotify and YouTube. You can subscribe. I'm, I interview amazing women just like you <laughs> who are change makers on the planet, who are telling us, you know, ordinary can be extraordinary simply by saying yes. So I, I love that. My website is CynthiaJames.net. Um, my my book is I Choose Me, The Art of Being a Phenomenally Successful Woman at Home and at Work. And my books are on Amazon. And also my meditations and everything are on my website. And I would love to play with you. You know, come and sign up for my newsletter. And I send out something yeah. once a month. We'd love that. And, <laughs> and Cynthia, one of your books is called, one of your books is a children's book. And yeah, it's you, are, you are loved. Right. And we were talking about that. Why is it so important for children to know that they are loved? Oh. oh, you know why? Because they know it in their souls. But for us to remind them allows them to to fully activate that divine spark so that they can do what they've oh come to do. 
So you know, I mean, just the word love and telling a child that they're loved, you, you something happens, their faces light up, their being lights up, just like us. We we want to know that we're loved. Absolutely. And ha- and to show them that they're loved. Yes. You know, so many are brought up with confusing messages that I love you. I love you. But then the next day, they're hit. Right. You right. know, um, so, yeah, it's so important. Intrauterine to age seven. That's mm-hmm. our whole blueprint. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then we can change that. We can okay. change that through awareness and all the things we were looking at tonight. It's beautiful. So important. So wonderful that we're in this that we're living in this time. Yes. We're living in this time and God's using us in this time, right? To help others and ourselves uh, in this planetary, planetary surge. Think of our parents, you know, by the way, I need to say something, Cynthia, if I may, I hope you don't think it's odd. My parent, my, my history comes from um, Europe. Um, I'm, I'm Italian, German, and French. Mm. So none of my ancestors were plantation owners, Mm -hmm. but I want to apologize for all. I want to apologize to everyone for whatever was done by the white race to people of a different color, belief. Um, I can't even watch or think about what was done to to the slaves that came here on that ship. I can't even think about it. It makes me cry. It's just dreadful. So for whatever it's worth, I apologize as the white race to to you and everyone. It's just terrible what was done. Oh, darling. Uh, Thank you. You know, this this is what, there was no way I could think that this was odd because here's the deal. It was just an acknowledgement of what was and and a desire for it to be different. And, Absolutely, across the board. Everything. And I think if we can all do that, we can change. That's our goal. Mm-hmm. That's our work. That's our life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we see everything through the eyes of love, there really is no separation. No, there isn't. There isn't. But, you know, it's all, well, I'm not going to get into it now, but it's, we don't have the time. So anyway, um, we have three minutes uh, before we end for tonight. So thank you, Cynthia, very, very much for everything you brought. Is there, uh, if there was uh, one thing that you would ask the listeners to might take away with them uh, in this couple of moments we have left before we pray, what would that be, uh, Cynthia? You are a masterpiece. You are an original imprint. You are here to do something no one else can do. You can trust that. You can lean into it. So dare to be brave. Dare to step out and be bold. We need you. Amen. Beautiful. That is so beautiful. beautiful. And all your words of wisdom sharing with all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Cynthia. Really appreciate it all tonight. Cynthia, could we end in prayer? Would you say the prayer tonight? Oh, I would love that. Thank you. So we just take this moment to step into the field of divine intelligence, whatever we choose to call it. Because what we know is, is like there's one life, one spirit, one universe, and we are all manifestations of that universe, that spirit, that field of possibility and potentiality. So in this moment, I am speaking this word for everyone listening here. I'm speaking this word for the planet. I'm speaking this word for humanity. I'm speaking this word for the water world, the animal world, the 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 people around this planet who in this moment may not know that they're loved, held, and supported. We're lifting up Afghanistan. We're lifting up Haiti. We're lifting up every leader in this world to remind them that this is a moment of awakening. And so I am grateful to speak this word because what I know is that we are interconnected 
where two or more are gathered, there's great power. So even as I'm speaking this word and others are hearing it, we are sending out the vibration of love. So I am so grateful for it. I'm so grateful to be together. I'm so grateful that we walk this planet together because we are here by divine appointments. And so from this place, I let go and I trust this entire process called life and allow it to be and say, and so it is. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. you. So everyone, we hope that this show uh, touched you. How could it not have? And we hope that you'll join us next week. We have a very interesting show uh, where you will meet a man from a tiny little village in Greece. One truck a week came through that village, bringing the goods that the people in the area would come and buy from his father's store, only to then find it war-torn Greece. And you will meet through him, Frank Sinatra, Steinbanner, and a bunch of others that he met through his journey here to this country at the age of 15. So we hope that you'll join us next week. And we want to thank you again for joining us tonight. Cynthia, thank you again. Good night. And Judy, love you always. Amen. Good night. Good night. that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, live, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.